Well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. My name is JD. Who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Michelle. Guys, it's October. I, are you, can you feel it in your bones, in your blood, in your breath? I love it. Have you been keeping up with our Spooktober Shorts bonus episodes? I hope so. If not, what's wrong with you? Go back and check them out. They're all great because we're always great. Is that not correct, Michelle? I think so, JD. Yeah, we're always great. Uh, speaking of Giving being a lot always... of energy to this one <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah, Michelle uh, is is very lethargic right now, and I am so uh, surprisingly energized, probably on account of the fact that I am on my fourth uh, energy drink of the day, but that's oh, all right, I'm so guys. Jealous. So oh, jealous. we're having good times. I just, right before we recorded, I got done sorting my notebook, so I'm in that kind of like chill zone right now. Michelle is the kind of person who gets like really uh, just relaxed and in the groove by sorting things. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I needed a really. Zen it moment. really takes her to her happy place to organize information. Yeah, they're now done by size, and it's beautiful looking. <laughs> That's awesome. Half of them uh, do so not have any content, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> they're just pretty That's and fair. I like to look at them. That's okay. fair. Yeah. Uh, so we we do have uh, still new original and exclusive shutter drops happening every single week, uh, every single Friday in uh, in October, plus a bonus drop on Halloween Day. That's what we're here to discuss today, and it's one that we've been excited about for a whole year. Michelle, tell them what it is. VHS 85. Yeah, VHS 85. In the installment, plus two spinoffs, and I think it was, uh, what was that, Quibi? Uh, I think they're the ones, or else TikTok or Snapchat or somebody. I think Snapchat had a, a mini series. I did oh, mention really? to Aaron that we would be watching this one, and he went, Oh, how many are there now? Two? <laughs> no. Eight plus the mini <laughs> well, series. <laughs> no, there are, yeah, there are definitely six uh, anthology films. Uh, we had the original three, VHS, VHS 2, and VHS Viral, uh, that were back uh, about 10 years or so ago when those happened, I think. 2013, I think, is the first yeah. release, but I don't have any. And then it uh, it went dormant for a little while and was uh, uh, revitalized uh, through uh, uh, Bloody Disgusting and the folks at Shudder and some other great people. And we got... VHS 94 two years ago, we got VHS 99 last year, we got VHS 85 this year. I don't know if you guys remember, but when VHS 94 dropped two years ago, it was the uh, the biggest, uh, most watched premiere of any Shutter original or exclusive ever released, and then when VHS 99 dropped last year, it broke VHS 94's record. I am really curious to see if VHS 85 breaks last year's VHS 99 record. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but I have been not always the most po uh, positive on anthology films, but I really enjoyed VHS 99. I thought VHS 94 was all right. Michelle, remind us what you thought of those movies. I know that 99, I gave a 4 out of 5, 
and all the ones before that there have always been at least one clip um that i enjoyed the first one blew my mind when i saw that one ages ago um that was kind of like a fresh take on anthology films it was anthology plus found footage blew my mind um so i'm glad they're still doing them are they doing it correctly? I don't know. I don't know what you feel about this yet. I've been very curious because I watched it 12 hours ago. I've been I literally to to just got done watching it. I actually watched Oof. it today uh, while on a uh, uh, a phone call with uh, with our buddy Kevin out in D.C., who was our first guest hey, Kevin. on the podcast forever ago. Uh, and so we just with finished watching seed. it about a half an hour ago. Yeah, he was on our episode for The Seed. Go back and check the that seed. one out if you haven't seen it. Michelle, what did I give uh, three. VHS 99? I gave VHS 99 a three? Yes. Yes. I feel you like, gave it a three, uh, I gave it a four. I, f- I feel I'm like looking I at the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet doesn't lie. I believe you, Michelle. I believe you. The spreadsheet doesn't uh, lie. I think uh, there there I, were certain ones that you considered individually a five, just like I did. Right, uh, but like uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the one that uh, dungeon, Ozzy's uh, dungeon. Yeah, uh, uh, whatever his name is, uh, uh, dungeon. I forget what it's called, and I apologize. And then of course, uh, what is it to Helen back uh, that uh, Joseph and Vanessa Winter did with Melanie Stone? Same people who did Deadstream. That short on its own was fabulous. But we're here for VHS eighty five. We're excited to talk about it. Uh, Michelle, uh, you want to give us uh, the Descripty script from either Shudder or IMDb? Where are we going today? We are going to Shudder. Um, surprisingly oh, short, rare. surprisingly succinct, succinct, and good. So, a heart-pounding journey into the grim underbelly of the forgotten 80s through five tales of terror on a taped-over made-for-TV documentary. VHS 85? A Shutter original. JD, tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your spoiler-free uh, thoughts. I've wanted to talk about this for 12 hours. No, the, so my spoiler-free thoughts are, uh, first of all, I do feel like uh, I may uh, need to uh, reconsider VHS 99 because in my memory, I like that movie more than a three out of five. Uh, and I, uh, uh, frankly, th- this one... There are a couple of parts that I I definitely enjoy more than others. Uh, Overall, I thought it was really effective, really well done. Uh, I especially liked the segments directed by Natasha Kermani and Gigi Saul Guerrero, and I enjoyed the wraparound story uh, directed by uh, David Bruckner. Uh, Obviously, it's got its high points, it's got its low points, uh, but overall, I thought... uh, uh, really solid, uh, especially the further into it we got. I really enjoyed quite a bit of this, uh, and I was going to go with a three and a half on this one. Uh, and uh, I feel like that's... Uh... No, you know what? We're going to do four skulls on this, and I'll, tell, I'll talk about why when we get there, but we're going to go four skulls on this one. And I feel like I want to go back and uh, and maybe modify... Uh, 99 to a four skulls, but I'll have to watch it before we do that officially. We can't just go about changing these oh-so-official and important numbers willy-nilly. I have done it once before, maybe twice before. Okay, well, Perhaps. then I'm just going to do it. I'm, 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 I'm in the spreadsheet right now. <laughs> I'm making my VHS 99 rating a four. 
Oh, wow. Uh, I don't even remember a time where it was anything less than a four. It's like you rewrote history. What else is wrong? Oh, my God. A praying mantis is president. (laughs) The praying mantis is eating people. Badass praying mantis 2024. Aren't you glad I never changed my score? Yeah. He ate my wife and I'm still voting for him. What are your spoiler free thoughts, Michelle? So sometimes things go viral online where it's like a before picture of an area that humans had completely destroyed just by being human beings. And it's all industrialized and a huge city and very polluted. And then they show a picture of that same area after humans have left and there is foliage everywhere and the wildlife is doing excellent. And you can see nature repairing itself and it's a beautiful, relieving thing. That's how I feel about VHS 85. VHS is repairing itself. Uh, the series is back. I am so grateful. This is a five for me. Oh, shit. A five. That's uh, I, I, I yes. was expecting you to be into it. I was not expecting the full five. That's great. Oh, I have so much to say about it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, were there uh, particular segments that were your favorites, you know, in a spoiler-free non uh, uh, way? I for the first time can say that I liked every segment in this VHS. I loved a lot of them, but I definitely liked them all. And that has never been the case before. Um, This was solid. This was so solid and I'm so happy about it. And I have a lot of things to say. Um, I would say that it, it felt like when you're watching a football game or some other sort of sports thing and you know that your team is tied and then you have a chance of winning, that's how I felt about one or two segments into this where I was like, there's no way it's going to keep being this good. And then I was like mm-hmm. cheering internally of like, yes, we won. This was a good movie. Thank you. I was sure, so sure. happy. Oh, so good. Okay. Yeah, five. Awesome. Five for me. Easy. Five, five from stones. Michelle, four from me. That's a four and a half average. That's not too damn bad. Uh, again, especially considering that uh, uh, anthologies are not always high on my my list of, of things. But uh, no, I, I enjoyed this one. There were. Uh, well, we'll talk about what uh, uh, why I'm only coming in at a four. And there's one reason specifically that I want to point out. Uh, Ooh, but uh, okay. uh, we're going to get into spoilers here. Uh, I- and so if you want to go see the movie before we... S- excuse me. I don't know. Wow. I just... Uh, I almost... Uh, it was like a, a hiccup. And then I stopped breathing for a second. And I think <laughs> maybe my maybe my heart fluttered. I should probably go see a doctor and stop drinking so much caffeine. I'm kidding. Those things didn't happen. Say, I just you had like I just four had, energy drinks. Oh, I just okay, had a sudden just... hiccup is all it was. <laughs> I was being facetious. Here I am like, are you going to die on webcam no. of <laughs> no, all I'm the fine. places to die? Okay, I'm fine. No. I take all my medications regularly again, Michelle. Everything's cool. I was going to be so <laughs> mad if you died before we finished this episode where I gave this be movie terrible. a five skull. I'd be like, I can't get your half of the audio to upload. (laughs) I'd only have to upload my half. And nobody would hear you dying. That would be so disappointing. We'd go viral if you died during the show. Wow. Wow. If I die during the show, you can definitely release it and live off the fame. Wow. I'm just saying. Okay. That's, well, that's my duty that as a co-host. Note, guys, if you do want (laughs) to see the movie before we spoil it, hit the pause button now. All right. So you guys... 
Uh, maybe you went and saw it. Did you like it? I hope you liked it. Maybe you didn't go and watch it because you don't care, uh, uh, but that's fine. Uh, Michelle, do you want to do that thing you do so well and try to summarize uh, this anthology film, or do we want to break it up and talk about I'll, each segment separately? I'll just do a, some summaries really quickly of what okay. each of them are, because that will also sure. help me remember what each of them are. So uh, one of them is about, and, and you'll be able to tell me the titles later, because I don't remember which titles correspond to all of them. I can tell you all of the titles, well, yes. I'm looking at the titles. I'm not great at matching them up. Uh, but I believe Total Copy is the alien on the couch, right? Yes, total copy okay. is the phrase. That's story. the only one I wasn't positive about. Okay, so total copy. Uh, there's an alien on the couch and people are studying him and he can mimic people and then he does mimic people and he makes them do uh, aerobics or jazzercise or whatever that is considered. Then there is dream kill where a bunch of people are killed, but then they don't die and they're very surprised by it and it seems to be because they were in the water. Then there's Techno God, where a lady does uh, really awkward performance art, but then she gets killed, and that's pretty rad, and people clap. Uh, then there's No Wake, and you find out that uh, a girl, in order to do her coming-of-age story, had to kill people, and she chose to kill the people who were the people who uh, were in the lake and didn't die, and then uh, they squirted her with water, and now she can't die, and that's how karma works. And then there's also God of Death, and that one's like a cool, I don't uh, Mayan, Aztec kind of thing where uh, an earthquake happens and they awaken a god, and then the god is pissed um, and humanity suffers. That's all. Miklan Hekutli. Yeah, I couldn't remember what it was called. Could not remember. Oh. Love the death whistle, you. though. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, like death whistles before this? Yes. Yeah. I just couldn't remember if that was a Mayan, Aztec, or something else. It's, uh, it, uh, it's, uh, well, uh, Miklon is Aztec. Okay. Uh, uh, but I'm, I think the death whistles are Mayan. You know what? I ain't gonna fact check you. Whatever you say is believable <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, no, it is an Aztec death whistle. That makes perfect sense. Ooh, nice. Anyway. Uh, I knew so something. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, my uh, God. I forgot one of the stories. Which one? Uh, probably my favorite one, and that is uh, the serial killer um, where he sends the tapes a week ahead of time, and then the te detective know or sees the tapes, and then a week later, people die. Completely forgot kill. about that one. Is that Dream Kill? Yeah. What did I describe Dream Kill as, then? I don't remember. I wasn't Oh, I thought attention. Dream Kill was the... Uh, the people who didn't die. I guess that's just an extension of No Wake. No, the people the people who didn't die was No Wake. Yeah, No Wake in the actual yeah. credits on the movie uh, is split up into... It, it's actually split into two segments in the anthology. Yes. And the credits call it No Wake slash Ambrosia. Aha! Uh, but they're, okay. they're two parts of the same thing. It's just not mentioned in IMDb or any of the other informational yep. places I've looked but yeah, uh, no, uh, no wake, and then Ambrosia is the title of the second half. Okay, thank you. See, I told you I was gonna no get them problem. mixed up. Sweet. Okay. So, well uh, uh, how Death do you want to do this, Michelle? I, I uh, you talk for a while. Go for okay. it. Okay, I did well, the summary. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, some really talented people. Uh, involved in this, the frame story, total copy, uh, was written and directed 
by uh, David Bruckner, who probably best known for last year's Hellraiser reboot, uh, as well as uh, 2020's The Night House, starring Rebecca Hall. Um, that he uh, he's he's sort of the wraparound guy here. Uh, and then, so the uh, the shorts in the order they appear, we start with No Wake from uh, from Mike P. Nelson. Uh, Mike Nelson, probably the most thi- uh, thing he's most known for is he did the reboot of Wrong Turn back in 2021, has worked on a number of other projects. Then you got God of Death from Gigi Saul Guerrero, who is fantastic. You've seen her work in a number of anthologies, uh, a new movie called Satanic Hispanics that just came out, uh, I believe, on the festival circuit late last year and then was available early this year. Uh, she's got a great movie on Hulu called Bingo Hell uh, that I strongly re- recommend people check out. Uh, Natasha Kermani uh, was the director of Techno God, which is spelled T-K-N-O-G-D, all in capital letters. Uh, of course, I know Natasha Kermani from her feature film Lucky, which uh, I was significantly bigger on than Michelle was. And then uh, Scott Derrickson of Black Phone fame. Did you guys see the Black Phone? What did you think of the Black Phone, Michelle? I love the Black Phone. I was not the biggest fan. He also gave us that uh, the the Sinister franchise. He, he oh, made yeah. the original Sinister film. So that's who's involved. Like that is an impressive. Uh, list of talent, and uh, uh, I definitely thought the frame story here from Bruckner, Total Copy, is one of the best frame stories I've ever seen uh, in a uh, uh, an anthology. I love the way they built it, right? Just that idea of it being this longer documentary, and then there are chunks of it that occasionally got taped over by other things. I just loved that as a as just a, a nostalgic idea of its own. Uh, I had a zillion VHS tapes that had that sort of shit going on in them uh, as a kid. Um, the first uh, o- the opening uh, part of No Wake, I I feel like, and this is where the movie does falter for me personally, at least a little bit. I feel like I would have enjoyed this more. If No Wake and Ambrosia had been a single segment uh, and the first 15 minutes or so of No Wake was cut in half down to about eight minutes. I was watching this film actually with a buddy of mine, uh, uh, with Kevin. I I mentioned that already, I think. Uh, But I was watching with Kevin, and when we were watching that first segment, there was a point where we both almost simultaneously were like, Man, if something doesn't happen quick, I'm going to be real upset. Uh, I thought this one took way too long to get into, and it was also awkward with the way they split it into two parts because I had no idea there was going to be a second part, and so it felt like it just ended. I did appreciate that they came back to it, but I think for this, because we already had the frame story happening, I would have preferred if that had just been one piece. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, I, again, I, I think some of these could have been uh, trimmed up just a little bit. Uh, but uh, uh, God of Death, uh, I was, uh, I really enjoyed because I was just like, where the fuck is this going? Uh, and then when they get down into that chamber and all fucking hell breaks loose and, and uh, Miklana Kutli, uh, the God of Death, uh, shows up and they just start butchering all these people, like, 
every one of these shorts here, when the blood happens, when the gore happens, it's fucking intense. Even the ones that weren't quite as effective for me, the effects are awesome. Uh, in fucking No Wake, when that lady gets her goddamn jaw blown off, holy shit. So good. Uh, and then Stuff and God of Death, uh, Techno God, like, what I really loved about this one uh, at first is how it looks so much like an accurate recreation of, like, a PBS television camera production of, a, of like, a stage uh, performance. Uh, and then just that idea of the, uh, 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 the dig first of all, uh, have you ever seen or read Neil Gaiman's American Gods, Michelle? <laughs> I have not read any Neil Gaiman, and I know that's something I have to remedy. Okay, well, Amer <laughs> I'm going to spoil just a, a little bit for you, and it's not a spoiler because it's part of how they promote the book. But this plot for Techno God is basically the plot of American Gods, right? It's this idea that the old gods have faded away, and there's these new gods like technology and capitalism, and they're actual literal gods now because people believe in them. Anyway, uh, I loved that how that guy was sort of like talking about virtual reality like it was an actual like astral plane other dimension. I thought that was such a clever idea. The whole bit where uh, the the god shows up in the digital realm and starts ripping the shit out of her and she's flying around in the real world. Uh, when they get down to fucking peeling all the flesh off of her leg, that was fucking intense. Really enjoyed that one as well. I also love the end where these fucking people watching are just like, oh, this is all part of the show and they just start sort of lightly clapping at the end. So good. Um, and then uh, Dream Kill, uh, I, I was, uh, again, not as big on as the two that went before it, uh, but I thought some really interesting stuff going on, some insane splatter in those murder scenes, uh, just real intense. And then when we finally come around to the conclusion on the frame story, like this just fucking batshit awesome. I love how consistently throughout this film, regardless of which segment we're in, there are like small beats of comedy that all play out fantastically when this fucking movie ends after that brutal fucking from beyond fucking HP Lovecraft tentacle monster shit and then it ends with him making those corpses mimic the fucking uh jazzercise hip thrust video <laughs> that we were just watching oh my god what a fucking perfect ending i yeah this was uh this was a lot of fun. Like I said, I could have stand for it to trim the fat. I would have liked those two to just be one uh, and 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 uh, uh, get to the get to the getting a little bit more quickly. Uh, but I think that uh, now it's your turn, Michelle. How long did I go? Was that eight minutes? Uh, it was eight. a while. It's, a, it's about it eight minutes. Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you do it every week. <laughs> <sighs> this is what I've gotten to used is, to it. <laughs> I need to well I, I feel it feels rude, Michelle. I feel like that's, I'm being rude. Uh, anyway. No, that's the whole point of a podcast. Imagine if you didn't say anything. I uh, no nobody would listen. It was just Yeah, me. but I also just uh, anyway, I'm going to get all inside okay. my head about it now. Okay, you don't go get talk in your head about it. It, it, it. You go were, talk for a long time. 
There were five and a half stories to get through. That's a lot. So it's really only a minute, maybe two per story. That's a lot of ground to cover. Um, okay. I think Technogod uh, emphasizes what I love so much about this one. And like you said, the effects are great, uh, but they do an amazing job of meshing together modern technology and effects and um, CGI and practical, all of that. Um, they mesh modern technique with kind of 80s authentic um techniques and techno god is a really good representation of that uh because it definitely does stuff that i don't think would have been possible in the mid 80s and yet when it you know takes her helmet off and her eye is bugging out there um all of that was very authentic to 80s practical effects it does a nice marriage of the two and i think that's why this worked so well for me or when the people on the boat are now uh coming back to life and they're not dead and the one lady's mouth is basically missing um that was just great makeup but it was still a practical effect and uh it just felt authentic to both modern and 80s uh I keep saying the word effects I don't know a synonym for effect so we're just gonna go with that um and then no wake uh you said that you would have preferred it to have been one segment or shorter or some sort of different thing than what it was. But I really, really love the fact that it was spread out into two parts um, because the beginning, it does do kind of a break in between where I'm like, oh, those people just died on a boat and now we're watching something else. So I had already accepted I would have no information. So it cut away and then it did cut back. Oh, he's got his microphone. Yes, JD. No, oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, he disagrees with me about the boat. Um, but it, it did uh, cut away. And I accepted like, I'm not going to know what happened to those people. And it was gone long enough that I had accepted that we would not have a conclusion. And then it came back and I went, we're going to get more information. And I was so excited that then when it was like, oh, we're just accepting that these people can't die now. Okay, then I went, well, that's definitely the real conclusion of what happened. And that's pretty fucked up, but I'm on board. And then later on, we're watching several segments, including this lady's coming of age party, essentially. And I've completely forgotten that tale until she starts playing the video. And I go, those people are back. Oh, my God. I got so excited when I remembered this thing that I had completely forgotten about because it was so many segments ago. Um, I thought that was great. It made me so excited when it brought it back. Um, the overarching story of Total Copy, so intriguing. Again, kind of a similar thing with No Wake where every time it cut away, I was like, okay, I better get more information about what is going on there. Um, and I was just really, really on board with a uh, watching that whole thing and it, it does get silly and I like silly um God of Death was actually probably my least favorite but I still really enjoyed it um I think it just wasn't uh like everything else was very gory and that was still gory but like in a different way not so much like a supernatural well yes supernatural I don't know the, the way I'm trying to say it but the other one's like emotionally ruined me and god of death did not i was like oh there's just a god back or god came back and he's like mad at people and killing them whatever like bring me back to the lady getting murdered by the virtual god who cannot be seen by anybody but her and she's wearing a helmet that she cannot take off um i thought that was great 
I, I just want to, I'm so sorry, but I, I mm-hmm. want to clarify something about that because I don't remember, and maybe you uh, saw the detail. So Ooh. for sure in that short, when the god does appear inside her headset, the people in the audience are not also seeing it on the screen, correct? I'm not positive. I think they saw it on the screen um, because we saw it on the screen and they did. They showed it uh, when we were watching the screen. It was still zoomed out so that you could see it was on a TV. So I think we as the audience members were able to see that happening. But then we couldn't see in real life her leg being torn apart. We just all of a sudden see her leg uh, completely destroyed. So, yeah, I I uh, love that one. Oh, my God. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was, uh, I mean, it, gun to my head, that's an easy pick for best of the entire uh, film. Absolutely. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Continue. No, that's okay. I actually think I was kind of running out of things to say because this is one where I loved it so much that I don't even really have comments for it. I was just so, so excited when it wound up being good. I feel like I've been watching a lot of garbage lately. <laughs> Mostly because I'm going for quantity over quality. I have watched some very, very me- bad movies for Spooktober. And uh, today was a very, very good day for horror. And I'm just so relieved. This was incredible. No notes. It's great. Oh, well, you uh, you still haven't told us your thoughts on, on Dreamkill, the final uh, the final piece here. We just got through uh, the, oh. uh, uh, yeah. uh, no, Dream the Kill's techno cool. god. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought that the videotapes of the birders were very brutal, especially yeah. for a VHS uh, movie. These have always been a little bit campy, a little bit corny. Those were fucking brutal. And it's not surprising that that's the one that Scott Derrickson did. You know, the right. man who brought us Sinister also brought us like the bloodiest, goriest, most fucked up found footage murders. Wow. What a surprise there. <laughs> Well, and you know, it's uh, basically and, and, sinister. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and and Kevin also pointed out to me. Uh, he said, uh, you know, uh, there's also that interesting parallel with the black phone, where there's like this piece of technology serves as a bridge between like reality and like like ghosts or the paranormal or something else. And that one, it's a phone, and this one, it's a video camera. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, also, uh, in those, those video sequences, I felt like the way they were filmed and the way they were presented, uh, was somewhat reminiscent of a lot of, uh, Kyle Edward Ball's visual techniques, uh, in Skinnamarink, uh, but, uh, but used as just a portion of a, of a larger presentation, uh, and I found those dream sequence, video dream sequences, very effective. And yes, they are splattery as fuck. I love that the dude's using like an old 80s style electric saw blade knife. I I just, uh, yeah, that was, uh, was intense. Uh, one thing, since we're kind of talking about directors and parallels to their other work, I think that this is probably the best roster of directors slash writers that we've gotten. This is definitely the highest caliber. And I have mixed feelings about that because VHS has always felt very kind of indie and lesser known. But then the one where they bring in the really big names becomes my favorite of the series. And I'm like, oh man, that kind of, 
it sucks. I wish like it had been all indie people, kind of like some of the other ones, and that had been my favorite. But obviously, I'm not gonna. Uh, it's not gonna cool my vibes yeah, toward well, this movie. I, I'm I, just I, like, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you definitely you you have Bruckner and Derrickson there, uh, but I feel like uh, Kermani, Guerrero, and Nelson. Yeah, they've all done some some projects, but like. The Wrong Turn reboot in 2020 was, I think it was a direct-to-video, wasn't a big deal, uh, major release. Uh, Kermani's best-known movie is Lucky, which was a Shudder direct release. Uh, most of Gigi Saul Guerrero's stuff has been uh, direct-to-video or very small theatrical releases. So I think you got kind of a half-and-half half here. I do understand what you're saying, though. The fact that we do have... Uh, names like Derrickson and Bruckner involved here, and it's immediately like your favorite one. Yeah, that uh, I am definitely curious this, to see if and where they go from here. This is also the only VHS where I knew every name of a director except for Mike P. Nelson, and then I just went, oh, wrong turn. Okay, I gotcha. Um, all the other names I already knew. So to me, they were doing much better than previous VHSs where I had to go look up 99% of the people and be like, what have they done? Nothing that I've seen. Uh, everybody on this list, <laughs> oh, true, I've yeah. seen something else. And yeah, uh, I recognize four out of five names. I think sure. this was by far the the best um, ensemble of directors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't disagree that, mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, the five as a whole, definitely the... Uh, uh, the best overall average of talent and 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 experience that we've we've seen before, and it definitely shows. Uh, but yeah, I just uh, uh, I definitely I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. Like I said, I really appreciated uh, that everybody in their own way did attempt to bring in some smaller elements of humor, but in ways that in, in at no point whatsoever. Uh, distracted from the more horror-based elements of anything that was going on here, uh, there were some. I, I nothing is popping out specifically because I my memory is terrible and I just finished watching it. Uh, but I, I I definitely remember laughing out loud several times over the course of this film, as well as having that oh shit when they're like in that one where they're uh, in uh, in God of Death uh, when the lady is sitting at the news desk and the earthquake hits. And just fucking out of nowhere, that giant slab of ceiling plaster just fucking crushes her head. I was like, uh, yeah, uh, this was this was a good time. I feel like uh, at this point, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I don't know how much harder we could put it over. You may want to go check this one out. It's a lot of fun. There wasn't very much of this that was repeated from previous things. You seem For like sure. fresh, fun ideas. And like you said... All had a little bit of humor. All of them had great effects. It was just, it was incredible. And uh, I am probably going to rewatch this again tomorrow already. Nice. Because I now that I've seen it once and I know some of those uh, twists and turns and how it's going to end, being able to watch knowing the ending, I think I'm going to get a little bit more out of it. So I'm really excited to have a second Before view tomorrow. And maybe I can trick my husband into joining me. <laughs> there is there is one little small like like detail thing like that that I did notice. Uh, is in the ambrosia portion of Mike P. Nelson's uh, uh, work uh, during the gathering where they're talking about just before they watch the video of her killing all those people. Uh, there's like, I don't know if it's just a piece of paper or something in a frame or what, but there's something just in the background in that shot 
Uh, that's just the Roman numeral seven, exactly like was written on the side of the RV. But uh, I was actually going to say, Michelle, uh, like I'm not sure if you like if you caught this. Uh, but the kid gets the squirt gun at the beginning of the Ambrosia section, and he says he got it from the RV lady, and the RV is pulling away down the street. Now, that here's my one thing with this, is, I guess, okay, unless the lady who, uh, like, like, even if they hadn't already seen the RV previously, the people who saw the RV on the street... They go in and watch this video. You're telling me nobody recognized the RV as the RV where the kid got the squirt gun? I don't know. Well, Maybe I'm... I wasn't alive in 1985, so I can <laughs> only assume that back then, just as common as it is for everybody to drive, like a car, an SUV, or a truck, I assume that back then everybody had RVs or horse-drawn carriages. There were well, no in-between. <laughs> so if somebody said, there's an RV, they went, well, that's like the 20th one on the block. Everybody has an RV. Uh, and I'm also being kind of facetious. Of course I noticed <laughs> that. I'm watching the movie trying to notice things. You have knowledge yeah. they do not have. <laughs> That's kind of uh. the whole point, JD. That's how <laughs> tension works. That's how what? suspense works. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, go check this one out, guys. Where do you think, Michelle? Because uh, uh, I do like that uh, uh, with um, when Shudder got involved here and they, re, uh, they, they revitalized the franchise, uh, I like that they've been doing this sort of generational thing to take advantage of different technological eras uh, to sort of unify a look for the movies. We had 94, uh, and then we got up to 99, and now we've gone back to 85. Where can we go from here, do you think? You know, I hate that I'm about to say this, because it makes me feel so fucking old, but early 2000s, like 2005, has got to be next. That's a very specific era, and maybe it's not for you, but that would have been junior high for me. And uh, that is, like, my fashion is coming back into style now. And <laughs> the more that I see things I used to wear or things that were in style, I, I realized, like, wow, there was a very distinct look of that time that I was not aware of back then. I was like, oh, all of this is fairly... Uh, you know, like you don't think like, oh, this is a, a fashion trend. This feels normal. And then looking back, at it, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> what were we thinking? Um, and so I feel like that's the direction that they have to go. We need that. Uh, not TMZ. What the fuck? Uh, total countdown. The music thingy on total MTV request that, live. Thank you. Yeah. TRL like, with Carson TRL. Daly. Thank you. Yes. I watched it every day and completely blanked. Um, yes. Yeah, so we need to get a video similar to that. Um, I need just like there were so many good MTV reality shows in general that they could make VHS based on. Real World was a big one. All of those ridiculous dating ones like where they would go uh, through their rooms and discover who they were as a person before meeting them. And that person was sitting on a bus watching this horrified. Um, that could be a really great horror thing. I think they could even just do an early 2000s like 2000 three VHS um, that is just about MTV shows alone. There was the, so much ridiculous stuff going on back then. 
you're more familiar with the franchise overall than I am. Have they done one of these? Because uh, I imagine there have been uh, individual segments, but have they done an entire anthology uh, where the idea behind it is everything was very specifically shot on cell phone cameras? I have not seen the VHS one that was for Snapchat, um, okay. so I can't say for sure. But outside of that, I don't think so. I can't even think of anything outside of VHS that would be similar. I've definitely seen that in like some found footage movie tricks, but sure. I've never seen it specifically. Although rumored, I have not read very much about it because I am trying to go into a blind. That's what I prefer to do. Um, it does sound like that's kind of what the Talk to Me sequel is going to be. Completely Ooh. from the perspective of from a cell phone and through social media interactions. Interesting. Um, so that's the first time I'm really hearing of it being from a cell phone. We've had lots of laptop and webcams. Sure. Um, and I know that there have been little smaller projects done on a cell phone. I have not seen something similar to VHS that would have been uh, done completely via the phone. I uh, I do wonder, because uh, that would uh, obviously, you know, because again, each one has been kind of, uh, centered around a, a significant technological shift in in home video equipment, uh, you know, just even for the the visual look. I wonder if they would ever, or if it's too far outside the quote unquote VHS concept. Uh, I wonder if they would ever consider doing something uh, using uh, like what is supposed to be like VHS transfers of old Super 8 films from like the 70s or something like that, you know, and do like a, you know, VHS 75 Super 8 or something like that. I don't know if that's something that would be too far outside. I think it would all just depend on, on the presentation and your, your framing of it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe yeah, the... Maybe the wraparound I, is just somebody finds a, a box full of old films and has somebody digitize them for them so they can watch them and you go yeah, from there. I was wondering if we were going to get something from the 70s. A part of it is I feel like 85's kind of pushing it on the uh, like that balance between standard definition and high definition. It's already right. kind of pushing like the the watchability a little bit. Um, I feel like going back to the 70s and trying to make that both authentic and watchable would be where it gets difficult unless they do it but it's like a like a remaster of old movies you well, know but these are things that took place from the 70s here's here's how I would do it uh, to be totally honest is I would I would do it so that again like the individual uh, anthology stories uh, look like old 70s uh, you know shot on film kind of things. But then again, like tying in with the idea of maybe it's like this old box of, of films that they found that they just had digitized so they could easily look at them and see what was going on. Maybe the wraparound story is modern, right? So maybe the wraparound story is more modern and maybe we even put a little bit more uh, plotting into that in the way... Because that's sort of how the series started is... The idea was uh, the frame story was these uh, like some SWAT team guys, wasn't it? Go into this house and they find mm -hmm. all these crazy videotapes and what we're watching in the individual 
shorts is each one of these different tapes that they're watching. So I think it would even be kind of an interesting throwback to that idea of, you know, the frame story being related to somebody watching these things that they've found in that store. Oh, man, I might need to fucking send old Sam Zimmerman and Brad Mishka uh, an email and be like, bro, here's your gimmick for the next one. VHS <laughs> 75. As long as there is a woman getting ripped apart by a god that I cannot see... You do whatever you want with the VHS <laughs> franchise. Michelle, you did can you watch have it Headless on little yet? stills. I have not watched Headless okay. yet. I'm sorry. And you just gave away the title, but it's okay because people they gotta be real accurate fans to know that episode yeah. just dropped today. <laughs> did it just drop today? <laughs> yeah, it just dropped today. <laughs> we recorded it yesterday. <laughs> no, I'll go beep fine. it. No, I don't think anybody is going to care if they know the name of a movie that came out eight years ago. Sure. It's just like you're so adamant about not telling people. It tells you it tells you a little bit about what goes on in found. And they probably wouldn't even know if I hadn't just said that. Michelle, save me. Why am I doing this? Um, Probably uh, to feel some semblance of normalcy in your everyday routine you have something that you can stick to i don't know that's why i do it something i can why, be dedicated to why you why you myself. spoil movies for people without thinking about it yeah oh that's weird <laughs> i thought you meant the podcast <laughs> yeah okay that's yeah. i was like what are you, did we clearly for like we we derailed there somewhere anyway no, guys no. go watch I'm vhs 85 uh, while you're at it, uh, <laughs> go watch uh, VHS 99 and VHS 94. Watch a bunch of stuff on Shutter. Are you a subscriber? You should be. Uh, it's cheap. It's like six, seven bucks a month. You get. We got five new releases coming this month, uh, and uh, that's awesome. So uh, uh, we got one more. One of my friends asked to borrow my login information today, and I told him to just pay the fucking six dollars to make sure Shutter doesn't get shut down. <laughs> I was like, "You, yes. if it gets shut down, I'm blaming you." I'm like, "I'm not giving you my password for this one." Right, not we're not happening. talking. We're not talking about twenty dollars a month Netflix or or Prime or anything like that. We're talking about yeah. six dollar a month Shutter. In fact, I'm pretty sure if you already have Prime. You can add it on for like five bucks a month. Fucking yeah. no! You reminder that they do not sponsor us. Yeah, they do not sponsor us. They do not even acknowledge us. So this is just us loving the service. And listen, if they yeah, give me a VHS need, you, every year as good as this, now nah, I'll. You want to watch shop. something on Prime? Fucking hit me up. You can have my credentials. You want to watch something on Hulu? Hit me up. You can have Michelle's credentials. It'll be fine, <laughs> guys. If you want to watch something, <laughs> you want to watch something on Shutter? Fucking pay the six dollars anyway. Exactly. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode. <laughs> Make sure you keep listening to our Spooktober shorts. What's uh, We're coming up on Ari Aster week next week. Is that right? Yes. Yes, awesome. we are. I actually Some heavy shit tomorrow. to talk about. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so starting, excited. Starting tomorrow with uh, Herman's Cure Herman's All Cure Tonic. Herman's Cure All Tonic from 2008. And then just... Just getting right into it on Monday with the strange thing about the Johnsons. Some of you guys have seen this and know what that's going to be about. Some of you, man, I hope you're ready. Uh, oh, but it's going to be a good week. Uh, I love also that we uh, 
Uh, we get to make a super bonus episode at the end of the week where we're talking about his short bow, but then also the feature film Bow is Afraid. That was a very fun episode to record. Uh, looking forward to all of these. Thank you guys for listening. Do I have anything else important to say, Michelle? Uh, Do I have no. anything else meaningless to say? Mm, no, I think you've actually said everything you like any possible combination of words that you could formulate right now has happened. I think we just have to end the episode. I mean, you don't have to be a dick about it. No, I'm saying I'm out of any possible formulation. of. No, Michelle, what you just said is that I have been talking so goddamn much (laughs) that I have exhausted every possible combination of words in the English language. That's not true. I think that you're an NPC in a video game and all of the dialogue options are grayed out because we've talked about them already. So you don't have anything relevant to the quest to bring to people. Um, It doesn't mean that you have talked so much. Uh, You've just given the relevant information. Everything's grayed out. We can start repeating if we wanted to. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. I (laughs) did it, Michelle. You You didn't do it on this episode. Wow, <laughs> things have just completely collapsed. Uh, I gotta go uh, to bed. Yeah, we all I, I need to go to bed. Conflict. Say goodnight, Michelle. <laughs> goodnight, Michelle. We Watch Shudder is a production of Rat Factory Media, your home for all of today's Rat Factoryist podcasts. The views and opinions of the hosts and guests of We Watch Shudder are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Rat Factory Media. But wait, aren't Rat Factory Media and We Watch Shudder the same people? Shut your cake hole, Charlie. Nobody asked you. We Watch Shudder is available free on all major podcast platforms, and the easiest way to support We Watch Shudder is also free. Just leave a rating and review on your platform of choice. Merge your consciousness with ours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're at We Watch Shutter on all those social media platforms. Or find us the old-fashioned way on the web at WeWatchShutter.com or by email at mail at WeWatchShutter.com. Heck, you can even leave us a voicemail at 701-566-9510. No, seriously, 701-566-9510. Try it if you dare.